Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, all right. I am Matt Williamson here coming back, back home from my basement as usual. Great trip to Indy as usual. I met, saw a bunch of people we didn't like, got a lot of information, talked to a bunch of people. So great trip. Happy to be home, though. Trying to get my bearings here, get back on a normal schedule. And, of course, the NFL never lets you down. There's much going on um, around the league. We're going to touch on that a little to begin with. We're going to talk uh, Mel Kuyper's list of guys that helped themselves most, most at the Combine. I'm going to keep digging through Combine numbers like crazy this week to see how that affects the Steelers in particular, you know, who might be on the radar now that I wasn't quite aware of or, you know, who – and now he came in a little small. Do I really want that guy for the Steelers? That type of thing. But before we do, the biggest news of the day here on Monday is Derek Carr is now a New Orleans Saint and looks like he will be for the next couple of years by the, the structuring of his contract. Um, I know that doesn't directly affect the Steelers, but I did just want to kind of react to it. I'm a Carr believer. I think he's probably somewhere between the 11th and 14th best quarterback in the league. Quality player. Things didn't go great this year for him with the Raiders, but before that, I thought he played really well the year before. Massive upgrade for the Saints, but I don't know that it puts them in the you know top 10 in the league or anything like that. I mean, they're probably 15th in the power rank, but as it stands right now in that division, they're, pro- they're, they're the best team on March 6th in the NFC South. Uh, there could be four new quarterbacks in that division. Who knows? Maybe Lamar ends up in Atlanta. Who knows what's going on with that? But I do think there's some ramifications around the league that I was told by good sources that the Jets' priorities were Rodgers 1, Carr 2, would settle for Jimmy if those two things fell through. Well, if you're the Jets, I mean, the big difference between going rolling next year with Aaron Rodgers or Jimmy Garoppolo. So are the Jets better than the Steelers with Rodgers? I would say yes, or certainly in the mix. Are you scared of him if it's Jimmy, though? Not so much. So that's a big deal. Maybe there's a Rodgers shoe to drop that's happening any second now, and maybe they the Jets told Carr, sorry, we're trading for Rodgers, but you know you are a consolation prize. Take the bird in the hand with the Saints. I don't know. I don't know. But I do think there's some implications there. There's a little bit of rumblings that the Panthers might have interest in Rodgers. Um, might the Raiders? I don't think. I do think there's a good chance Jimmy ends up with the Raiders. But I want to do a couple other things around the league I think that are interesting is this week is busy. You know, last week combined, super busy. A week from now, free agency is already open, folks. So in between, there's a lot of roster movement. I bet there's a signing or two like this car deal. Maybe there's even a trade up to get to the first overall pick because you saw someone at the combine that you're convinced of. So a couple of guys have been cut of late that I think should interest the Steelers. I think we talked about Bobby Wagner, and I would be very excited to add Bobby Wagner on a one, probably not a two-year deal. He was excellent last year. 
And the beauty of these guys is they don't affect your comp equation at all. So adding guys that have been cut does not hurt you in the comp pick game. So that's very important. Um, Kendricks was released today by the Vikings. I've been a big fan of him. He's an off-the-ball linebacker. I've been a big fan of him. Um, here's the deal. I mean, his his rookie year was 2015, and he's always played 750 snaps or more every season he's been in the league. In the past two years, he's played over 1,000 snaps in each, each of those seasons. It's an awful lot, and those are the most two of his career. But the last two years haven't been great, which starts to worry you a little bit because he is 31 years old, but he's smart. He would have some of those Wagner-like qualities of been around the block and great influence on a younger dude, maybe a draft pick, let alone Mark Robinson. So the past two years in Minnesota were fine. You know, they weren't tremendous. The two years before that, 2019, 2020, which in a way seems like ancient history. I mean, I know NFL years go by quick. He might have been the best linebacker in the league. I mean, he was a top three or four off-the-ball player, and that wasn't that long ago. So Kendricks, to me, is pretty enticing. You know, I don't think he'd cost a whole heck of a lot at this point. So him and Wagner both hit the market. A lot of rumors that Shaq Thompson, another off-the-ball linebacker with the Panthers, is going to get cut now any day, too. Similar. uh, If and when he does, I'll address it more, but I'd be very interested in him. Uh, It sounds as though Leonard Floyd and Bud Dupree are about to get cut if they haven't already by the time you listen to this. Would I be interested in either one of those? Yes, but certainly Bud more than Floyd. Um, Neither is going to come super cheap, but they would be nothing like the deals they signed with the Rams for Floyd and the Titans, of course, with Bud. Um, I think you could certainly create packages for Bud Highsmith-Watt. I think he'd love to come back here. He was well-liked. People, you know, he put in the work. He got a lot better while he was here. He wasn't a bust for the Titans. Um, He's just really expensive and has had some trouble staying on the field. I mean, he got hurt here and never really played a ton of snaps for him. So in that capacity, in a very familiar environment, probably on a one-year deal, if I'm Bud Dupree, I would be very interested in that. I don't know what exactly that number would be. But he would really solve that outside linebacker problem for this year. You know, kick that down the road and, you know, maybe use a draft pick next year on a third outside linebacker. But it'd be nice just to scratch that off the list and not worry about it. And you could do, get that done today if you wanted. So those are just a couple notes from around the league. I want to go over this Kuiper list of some of the risers um, from the Combine. And there's way more than on this list. But a couple of them are very Steeler-centric to me as well. Be back in a moment. All right, here's Mel's list of biggest risers from the combine. Marvin Mims, I think, could be interesting for the Steelers. He's a 5'11", deep threat, fast, excellent vertical, excellent three-cone, wide out from Oklahoma. I probably should have said that. Um, I would consider him a third round. You know, I think that you're looking for big plays. I don't think receiver is a glaring need. But this is a guy I've become more and more fond of as this process has gone along. I think he'd fit in well, probably out of the slot, but more often as an outside deep threat. 
Um, kind of what they need, to be honest with you. Nolan Smith, I think we talked about him too. I mean, because he was on the first day of the combine. Outside linebacker from Georgia. But did more homework on him. And I think he might be Lawrence Timmons, but a better tester. I mean, an elite, elite tester. He came in at 238 pounds, but is very adept drop, dropping into coverage. Not just an edge pass rusher. This is a terrible comparison because this he's such a phenomenal player. But a lot of people are looking for these Micah Parsons types now. You know, I mean, I mentioned Timmons. Chad Brown did some of that. Where are you off the ball or you edge? I think Smith could probably do those things. Um, that's too much of a projection for me to consider him at 17, I think. But he's a phenomenal athlete. He's a phenomenal leader, teammate, you know, smart, all those type of things. So I think he'd be very intriguing. I don't know if he would last a 32, but just as kind of a defensive weapon. So here's where my I'm having some confliction. Because I just mentioned, wide receiver is not a huge need for the Steelers. But Ohio State's Jackson Smith and the Jigba would make this offense really potent. He might be, just be a slot. I think there's a lot of Keenan Allen, Michael Thomas there. But just, boy, is he good. I mean, th they said that about Justin Jefferson. He's only a slot. Now he's the best receiver in the league and lines up outside all the time. He didn't run at the Combine, the 40. And he probably won't run well. <laughs> but as long as he's under 4.7, <laughs> I know that sounds like a crazy number. Keenan Allen ran a 4.7. I have no problems whatsoever with Jackson Smith and the Jigba's 40 time. He is historically good as a change of direction guy in terms of his short shuttle. 3.93 short shuttle is bonkers. And a 6.573 cone. His change of direction and quickness is remarkable. He's big. He's Unbelievably productive, just not this past year. By far the best route runner in this class and should adjust immediately to the league. The knocks on Amari hardly played last year because he was hurt. Not really his fault. And his 40 time, which is probably not going to be great. But you put him in the slot with the receivers the Steelers have. I mean, you'd have to use 17 to get him. I'm interested. I mean, it just depends how the... I'm, I'm torn if I would go that direction or not. I would never have said I want a receiver at 17. And it wouldn't be my first choice. There's no doubt about it. But at a minimum, he may have done enough that he's off the board at 17 and which drives another guy down to you, like this dude, Brian Brisset. You know, I've talked about him a lot from Clemson. Um, he, I mean, he only played 320 snaps last year. And, and again, he's had all kinds of off the field and uh, not off the field is the wrong way of saying it. His, unfortunately, his sister passed away before the season. So, and he's had injuries. But by all account. He did well in the medicals. I don't know that as a fact, but he ran a four eight seven or a four eight six at two hundred ninety eight pounds, and he just reminds me so much of Cam Hayward. So I've talked a lot about Brisset. Uh, he's a winner for Mel. I totally get that. Stetson Bennett, the Georgia quarterback, was also a win for Mel. I don't think that matters for our case here. I, I think he went from a seventh round pick to a fifth round pick. Steelers might take a seventh-round quarterback, those two sevenths. Right now, they only have two guys under contract. Um, I doubt Bennett would be in that mix. He's a winner, quote, blah, blah, blah. I don't care that much about that. But he did perform better than I expected. Michigan's DJ Turner, Turner the burner. I mean, he had a 4 2 He's a better tester than football player, 
but he's not a bad football player. He's not just a track guy. Came in at only 178 pounds, but I was told he'll probably play around 185-ish, maybe as high as 188. Not real worried about his size. He's not ultra skinny. So he got got down a little bit leaner to run a blazing 40, and he did exactly that. I am not considering him in the first round, though. I mean, 32 would be the first I would consider it, but probably have six or seven corners still ahead of him on my board. And I haven't done those rankings yet, but mid-second round for a specimen like him, I think that's intriguing for sure. Uh, Mel also has Northwestern guy we've talked about before, whose name I just destroy. Uh, Abibare is his last name, or close enough. Phenomenal tester. Uh, I mean, he was really an edge at Northwestern, though. I mean, he's over 280 pounds, spent a lot of his time on two feet as an edge stand-up guy, but has pretty long arms. I mean, he ran a 4.49 at over 280 pounds, which is bonkers. But I think he's a little bit too much of a project for me, projection for me to take at 17 because he's a lot of Liao-ish in terms of he'd been outside, he could go inside. Is he a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, though? I mean, is a disruptive player. I have some interest, but I don't love him at 17, and I think he'll probably be a first-round pick. Here's a name that I didn't know a ton about that I – want to learn more about, but as I do, I'm more and more intrigued for the Steelers. It's Jatavis Martin, a defensive back, they call him, from Illinois. Um, They have another safety there who's very impressive, Brown. He's a big, rocked-up, traditional, strong-type safety, explosive, and Martin's more of the free. He's a lot longer. You know, he's kind of, he's 5'11", 194, but he has long arms, looks more like a free but it is the case with a lot of these dudes, he's also their top slot option. He's a big slot corner slash free safety with a 44-inch vertical and 11-1 broad jump, phenomenal 10-yard uh, split. So all the explosive stuff is Martin. So on day two, maybe even fourth round, I mean, I'm thinking this is a third-round pick. I would love to add Martin to that secondary and just figure out what to do with him later. So, a really intriguing player. Um, last guy to bring up here is, we're going to talk a lot of tight ends going forward. And this isn't one that super interests me, but Will Mallory was a tight end from the U. and Well, he is a tight end from the U. And he had the best 40 uh, of any tight end in this draft. Came in at 4 5 4 but he's not all that big. I mean, he's only 290, 239 pounds. And I just don't think a move tight end like that is what the Steelers are after. But, uh, I mean, he ran a 4.54. But Zach Koontz from Old Dominion ran a 4.55. Uh, Laporta from Iowa, 4.59. Musgrave is my favorite tight end in this draft, 4.61. Schoonmaker from Michigan, 4.63. Darnell Washington is a giant from Georgia, 4.64. Tucker Craft is a guy I like a lot, 469. I can go on and on. I mean, you talk about Michael Mayer, I mean, or Kincaid. I mean, those guys are potential first round picks as well. So many tight ends in this draft, and many of them performed extremely well this past week. And I'd love to add one in some capacity to the Steelers. Not exactly sure how to best make that work, you know, and that could happen even if you resign Gentry. That doesn't move the needle that much, you know, one way or another. 
But a lot of these tight ends really intriguing, and the, the combine helped them more than it hurt, that's for sure. So good stuff. Uh, probably dig into more combine stuff, more league news, you know, this next day or two. And probably do some kind of article about, you know, combine, how it affected the Steelers too. So keep an eye out for that. Over and out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.